Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. everybody happy tuesday and welcome on into morning footy here on the glaxo network alongside alexis guerreros charlie davies nigel rio coker i'm ali trost martin guys how are we doing this morning everyone well rested after yeah. uh, yesterday's marathon three and a half hours by the way if you uh, weren't with us you missed out it was a lot of fun did we take naps because I did. I actually did not. No? <laughs> but I was in bed by 8 o'clock, so. I don't have that luxury. <laughs> no. Oh, I went home and slept for a good hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Oh, woke up, felt like I was on another planet. It was wonderful. That sounds nice. Oh, but it was enjoyable, though. That's the big thing. It was really enjoyable, you know, talking to you guys. It was. Nigel, that was Every, so nice. Well, everyone here apart from one, but it was enjoyable. Don't it say that, dude. Fun. Charlie's right here. <laughs> I did. Oh. Hey, come on. Not Charlie. <laughs> yeah, who is Nigel talking about? Yeah. Yeah, we may I, never know. I tell you what, though, I brought a little memento. You know, back in our days when we used to play with footballs <laughs> like this, gosh. this was the real deal. This was a, a real football, and it was made of leather. Was right. that your back first ever days. goal that you scored the ball right, from the right. game? Nice. Two headers with that, you don't remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really special. Can I leave my memento here? Can you sign Absolutely. it? Absolutely. There you go. Sign it. Can I get it after the, uh, Not in after our the days. show? <laughs> I'm going to put that in a shadow box. That thing is. That thing looks heavy. It does look really heavy. Oof! And uh, it looks like, well, heavier than a balloon. Where were you at yesterday? Couldn't take a nap because you had a big it, family outing. The, the balloon museum is incredible. I highly recommend anyone go check it out. Not just for kids, adults. Yeah, I, it's blowing up from what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you had to. <laughs> oh boy. That was, dun dun dun. that was really good, Alexis. We are just getting started here on Morning Footy. Woo. Um, surprises. Nigel brought one, and uh, some teams have been surprising yes. us this season as well. Girona in La Liga just continue to uh, rack up the wins and are in first place in the league, leapfrogging Real Madrid. Did we see this coming? What's going on here? If you said you saw this coming, either you are uh, the the only season ticket holder of Girona that I know, <laughs> or you're lying. This has been an incredible run. Incredible. They are unbeaten in their last 11 matches in all competitions. But how long can we call it a run? How long can we call it a run until we start to say that these are real title challenges for La Liga? And I think it's... It's great to see. I don't know what you guys think, but for me, I think it's great because this shows all the different dynamics of football where you've got a team that's been building for a few years now and most of the players are not players that are household names in La Liga. Yeah. These are players coming from the second division in France and all different parts. Well, that's Getting a second Porto opportunity. Goal. And, then, and then Artem Dovbik, 
also had Who's his 10th goal. Who's been on 10th goal, this is his brace of PK, but 10 goals, four assists. And if you were able to predict this, this means you probably were able to predict the Leicester City winning the Premier League. Yeah, but imagine <laughs> Leicester City level. were owned by Real Madrid. That's the only difference. Well, yes, these players are, you know, free are loanies, they're on free, yeah. they come from uh, second division. They, they were high XG. That's the reason why they were brought in. Nigel loved They are, that. they are, this is a stats-based club put together because it's a CFG. This is City Football Group, obviously. Uh, yeah, but not all City clubs are really generally stats-based. They've got like a, a profile of certain players and qualities you need to be as a player to be identified to come into that. And it's not generally all stats-based. But even if you are able to identify those players, for it to all come together for a Absolutely. first place in the league team, I mean, what do you accredit that to? Michelle. It's not just one thing. It's everything. It's first identifying the talent and having a manager in place that can get them to play into a system and a style and get all the players to buy into it. You know, some of the great managers we talk about, it's not all that they're great tactically. They're so good tactically, you know, so knowledgeable. 80% of management now in the modern game is being that man manager, that personnel, because you've got a lot of personalities, a lot of individuals, a lot of different cultures that you have to deal with. And it's finding the right guy that can bring it all together and for all the players to buy into that. I think for me personally, football perspective, this looks great. This is absolutely great because it shows all the different dynamic of footballs. We always talk about how the big, powerful clubs are always winning everything consistently. When you've got a club like Girona like this, shaking up La Liga, doing it ever so well, successfully, and convincingly as well. It's great for football to see there's many ways you can be successful at football clubs without having to overspend. But well, is it sustainable, is the question. I think what you, you touched on is fantastic from a, from a coach, a manager's perspective, to get the most out of certain mm -hmm. players. Putting a player like Daly Blind, who you, you could isolate him in, in a lot of other teams and a lot of other leagues, and he wouldn't look like he, he could keep up. In this system, they keep possession. He he's covered. He, uh, he's always covered. He's not out of position where he has to get to the touchline and defend. You know, he doesn't have the pace anymore or the strength, but he's smart. And I think this manager puts the the players in the right position to excel. I mean, he's not even asked to defend. He's in the 99th percentile for chances created in the league. He's in the 90th percentile for touches. He's in the 17th percentile for defensive uh, uh, actions. He's not even asked to defend. This is your left center back. This, yes, that, that's how crazy this system is. We've talked about it before a couple of weeks ago, but everyone is bombing forward. Alex Garcia is the libero style. You know, he's just absolutely pinging players with perfect passes. Dovbik, a player, I don't think anyone would have picked that for having um, uh, double-digit goals this season. Absolutely putting it all together in a very exciting style. One of the things that I love about this is we've talked about La Liga before with their financial struggles in the past with Real Madrid and Barcelona having the majority of the TV money. This is starting to shake it up where it's like, okay, Maybe there are other teams that deserve a bigger share of this money. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Maybe it's not just Girona. Maybe this starts to say, okay, maybe if that money was spread off, spread out a little bit better in La Liga, maybe things would. Maybe this would be a much more exciting league because I think this is the most exciting season we've had. Well, and that's what I think a lot of people have been wanting, though, too, right? Yeah. More parity in these leagues because I think it was Giorgio Chiellini who even pointed out in favor of the MLS playoff uh, setup, which I know is not very favorable for people across the world, as it's very different from how European leagues play where you've got to go out and win your league. But it does kind of get old to see the same names going out and winning the title every year, does it not? 
It does get a bit boring, but I, I think, again, I always look to the beauty of these type of situations. You talked about Leicester winning the Premier League, which was a big surprise years ago. And you look at this Premier League race right now with the sense of Tottenham, Aston Villa and, and, and so many other teams being what not mean, the so usual suspect. You forgot the main team. Uh, for, anyway, to, you talk about... Yeah, he's, 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 he just went so out of his way to not say Arsenal. He could not put Arsenal in his mouth. Like I said, anyway... <laughs> Put Arsenal up anyway. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I tell you what, Good though, morning, my, most, my biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's it's morning for Again, I want everyone to know I had nothing to do with this. Show. <laughs> anyway, no, that's show. the three of them. My, my biggest, the three of them. My, big, <laughs> my biggest impressive moment of Girona this year was when they played Real Madrid at home. Right? They got they, no, no, but oh, this, this is the was, thing. When you watch that game, they had, in the first 10 minutes, great opportunities where they could have gone 3 mm-hmm. or 4-0 up against Real Madrid. The only reason why they lost that game was because of the quality of Real Madrid shone through in the end with Jude Bellingham and, and the, the quality and stars that they have. But they were well and truly in it, which means for me, they're in this for the long run and that's why they've been super impressive. Yeah, well, here's a look at... Girona's most recent results, and it's not going to be easy in their upcoming fixtures uh, as they'll take on seventh place Real Betis and fourth place Atletico Madrid. But I mean, when you look at these results, it's hard not to think that this team couldn't just keep it rolling. What would two wins in their next two say about where this team could realistically end up uh, After, at the end of the season. If you, you want to talk about that loss to Real Madrid, they've gone on uh, 10 games without losing. That's yeah. uh, one draw. They went on a six-game winning streak after that tough loss to Real Madrid. They drew, and then they went with four wins. That's that's an incredible run. I'm done. Real Betis and Atletico Madrid, I'm not saying those are tough games for Girona. Those are tough games for Atletico Madrid and Real Betis. We have mm. to stop talking about Girona as if they're the ones that are the weaklings coming in. They're in the top of the league. They're balling. This is going to be a really tough game for, uh, for Real Betis, and it should but be a tough game for Atletico t- Madrid. I'll tell you what. You got these two games, great. But February 4th, they have Real Sociedad. Then February 11th, they're at Real Madrid. And then the 18th, they're at Athletic Club. So when is the Real Madrid me, game? That Did you say February is going to be the test? Like we see a lot of teams come out of Christmas and then into the new year, they're still competing. Now Real we're Madrid about will also be Champions getting League. ready for Champions but League, and we still have questions about their injury situation. Yeah, they might have their 85th injury by this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're not in but, Champions League, and then I think that for me, that I would say, and I'll put it out now, they, they will be a top four team, which will be a well, big show. Oh, such a such a risk! <laughs> They're first place right now, top four. Hey, I hold will on say, a second. Went Arsenal first two? place last year in Premier League. And they they, okay, the okay, but okay. I mean, so, it, no, it's important it. to note too. They're in they're first place on forty. They're yeah. in, well, they're ten points ahead of fourth place Atletico Madrid on thirty-four points on forty-four. For so it would be pretty significant for them to drop off. That would be like a Botafogo level top, four, yeah. collapse. What is what is the goal for Girona this season? Honestly, do you think it's win the league? We're not, no, we're not, we're four. not, we're not in 2024 just yet. Right. Come January, come the end of January, they're still in first place. You're we're correct. Saying they should 2024 is couple At first, I got to get Christmas. It's, it's just <laughs> get, be in Europe. Right now, now it's top at this four. point, that's pretty much top set. four. You, you're playing champions. That's got to be set. That's got to be the goal. Yeah. But as you get closer, you, you start, you start realizing, okay, by the time title get, aspirations, they're real. They get to that Real Madrid game. They're still in first. They should be going for the title. All right. Well, hey, let's move over now to a team that maybe doesn't have title aspirations this they year. They should. They didn't get the points it does. But 
uh, point deduction has really uh, brought some life out of this African team in the Premier League after being served the 10-point deduction from uh, the league for breaking the uh, profitability and uh, sustainability rules. Uh, they have really just been cooking. I mean, look at their most recent uh, last eight Premier League results. This Everton team, was it really just a matter of, hey, this is a really unfortunate thing we're having to deal with, and it's it seems to have really rallied this team together. They would be in the top half of the table if not for that 10-point yeah. deduction. They'd be in eighth, and let me just say, look at their last four wins. That's four clean sheets, four wins in a row with clean sheets. The last time that happened was 21 years ago under David Moyes. I mean, Everton is balling, but Sean Dyche has them playing us against the world. It's exactly what mm-hmm. he used to do at Burnley, and he's doing it now. And all it took was a points deduction for it, for him to give this team something to rally around. And, to, and if you notice, the fan base doesn't seem to be angry at the club anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the, this has shifted the energy at Goodison Park, where the, the, the fans are sort of trying to will their team to win. Amazing what some wins can do, huh? I, yeah, everything's really, better when you're winning, even when you're dealing with something like this Everton club is at and the moment. And it's winning ugly, but and, who cares? It's and Sean, Sean Dyche has been around a long time, but I'm, I'm curious to know what you think, Nigel, knowing some of the players that have come into the club and what he's done, the job he's done there. Uh, it's, it's very simple. Sean Dyche has got Everton playing in a reflection of the type of player he was. Hardworking, determined, never say die attitude, uh, defending with your life, because he was a centre-back, and that's why defensively they've improved, so there's no surprise there. But he has, like you said, he's got the players in the dressing room to buy into it. And the thing about Everton is there is probably still a bit of resentment from the fans towards the ownership, just because Mm -hmm. of the many years of lack of direction of players that they've brought in without no real plan. But what they've seen is they know what's at stake. And it's getting behind the team to stay in the Premier League with them obviously moving to a new stadium and that's been postponed a bit. But what you're seeing from Everton for me is just a reflection of Sean Dice, the man that he is, his personality and his playing career. One of the big things I think he did that was good was he brought Ashley Young in, a player he used to play with at Watford. And sometimes when you get in those situations, you want experienced players. Ashley Young's a Premier League winner of Man United. He comes in there with a great mentality and also playing currently right back for them. Um, goes a long way. Uh, what is, what, you played with him, so what, what does he say in the locker room? What does he do? Oh, he, he's a big personality. He's a big character. Don't let his frame fool you. He's a big personality where he knows every game that he plays, he'll get the players rallied up. And he wants to be in that winning mentality because that's the culture he came in. So, and he's seeing the change and he, he will be one of the big vocal voices throughout the game who is your captain on the pitch. He so, knows what. So is he a bigger presence in training than, than he is on, on the pitch in terms of Production, you think what he brings to Everton is being able to get the, the guys to play at their best, pushing them, competition, also probably the balance of being too serious but having a little fun. Yeah, he, he brings all of that into it in the training aspect of it and also in the games, making sure the players are ready to go. And when you're under the siege, you know how it is. You've got those players who are going to be on the pitch like, come on, we can get through this, encouraging players and then telling what players who need a little bit of a kick on the backside, as we say. Don't know if that was I'm a very polite way of that. saying anyway. that. Everything else yeah. you guys said, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Are you Christmas shopping over there? What's going no, on? I'm looking up his age, actually. He's 38 years old. Yeah, He's and it's, it's that balance. Wow. We yeah. always say you've got to get the balance of yeah. experience and youth. That's what brings success mm-hmm. in any of the great teams we've seen in yeah. the Premier League. And good leadership on and off yeah. the field, definitely important. And, and, hey, the question now is how far can this Everton team go if they uh, keep collecting some points? Imagine they get some of those points well. back from but the I, points deducted. Because they, the, they did – they're in the process, I believe, of, of appealing mm-hmm. that decision. So, And one of the see. biggest things as well is, Ali, is 
tactically, the way he's using Decore. Decore now is playing in behind that role, running in behind, causing problems, in behind Calvert-Lewin. That's been the biggest tactical tweak that's brought success to Everton. I refuse to talk about Everton and tactics. It's pretty boring, Route 1 style. It's kind of... But what's one. their XG? Yeah. There's more than one way to win a football <laughs> match. Yeah, give me the XG. Their XG is just a fist. <laughs> Weird. I wonder why that right. is. <laughs> Don't go Merseyside. Oh, Don't right. go Merseyside when you go to England. We are started here on Morning Footy. We've got Adriana um, Monsalve back in for some headlines coming up next. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Birmingham City taking on Leicester City yesterday. The manager for Birmingham City, Wayne Rooney, not doing so hot, picked up their seventh loss of the season. And Leicester City getting out in front early here. I love this chip. Oh. Yeah, that was, Just uh, calm. that was nice. Chips it and the celebration is, is top. Yeah, counter counter-attacking football Look at this. And the celebration is brave. <laughs> That's very brave. He nearly went to the concession stand. <laughs> well And then this is one of their most experienced players, Drews Hall, really talented player. We've seen him and his exploits when Leicester were in the Premier League. The potential he has. Yeah, just cooking it up there. And then another one, make it the brace. Well, this is the first goal where the keeper isn't completely. Mavi Didi <laughs> again. Gets a little a little help from the deflection, but celebration. And that is it for yeah, Birmingham. Birmingham City would pull another one back, but 3-2 the final score. Seventh loss for Rain, uh, Wayne Rooney. And here's a look at Birmingham City's record since. before Rooney and since Rooney. So on the left-hand oh side, you'll see the first God. 11 matches for this side. 15 goals for 11 against, sitting six in the league. Meanwhile, the last 11 under Wayne Rooney, two wins, two draws, seven losses, 11 goals for, 21 against, and now slide all the way to 17th place. And I'm sorry, but I was not a fan of this move when it happened. I get wanting to bring in a big name, but this is this was a poor decision by the club because they were doing no, but they were doing they were doing well under the former manager mm-hmm. Ali Cook and then made it no they just made a change because Wayne Rooney wanted to go back to England he was available leaving DC United and well you have to look at ownership there and uh, for me it's the Birmingham City fans right now are raging you were sitting yeah. sixth in the championship one of the hardest leagues 
to come out of. It's so competitive. And then you bring in Wayne Rooney, and obviously he's brought in one of his Arsenal legends as well, in uh, Ashley Cole. Hey, don't he, drag his yeah, name. I'm just saying, don't Ashley you dare. Cole's in there. I was going to say, bro. But why are we, why are we talking about City Arsenal? fans oh. are absolutely fuming. Like, they've gone from sixth to 17th in the league now, and it's so competitive and so hard. And when you get in runs like this in the championship, it's one of the hardest things to come out because week in, week out, you don't even get to train that much because you're playing so many games con consecutively. And it, it's, it's going to be an uphill struggle and I can't see him lasting. And the worst thing about it is you're Birmingham City. Your biggest rivals, Aston Villa, are flying high in the Premier League. And then you've got another rival in Wolverhampton Wanderers that are in the Premier League. And you've gone from 6th to 17th. It's not going well at all. Isn't this, this is Tom Brady's fault, right? Isn't this Tom Brady's team? Birmingham City? I'm not surprised another American. <laughs> Charlie's you know, face right? right there. Yeah, Boston. Tom. Boston ruins Ooh. everything. Well, tough times for uh, <laughs> Wayne Rooney in his new role with uh, Birmingham City. But let's send it over to Adriano, who's back in for some headlines. How you doing? Great, guys. Good morning. Happy Tuesday for everybody. Here are your headlines for today. We start with the Club World Cup. Where second half goals from John Arias and John Kennedy helped lift Fluminense to a 2 0 victory over Egyptian side Al Hadley in the semi finals yesterday in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Brazilian legend Marcelo helped break the 0 0 when he drew a 71st minute penalty, which Arias went on to cover. El Flu will meet the winner of today's Manchester City Urawa Red Diamond semi final. But if Manchester City is going to make the final, they will have to do so without two key attacking players. Erling Haaland and Jeremy Doku both missed training in Saudi Arabia yesterday and will sit out the semi-final against Urawa. One City, play one city player who did train on Monday was Kevin De Bruyne, who is close to returning from the hamstring injury that has kept him out for the past four months. In Spain, Sevilla has named Quique Sanchez Flores as their new manager, replacing Diego Alonso, who was fired after Saturday's loss to Getafe. This is Flores' first job since being fired by Getafe last season, and this is the third head coach for Sevilla for the Nervionenses this season. Sevilla is sitting in the seventh place after Alonso failed to register a league win during his two months in charge. In MLS news, Inter Miami has officially announced its February friendly against Argentinian side Newell's Old Boys. Lionel Messi and the Herons will face its boyhood club in a friendly on February 15 at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Inter Miami head coach Tata Martino also has strong ties to Newell's, having played for them 400 matches for the club from Rosario, Argentina. I like this a lot. I really do. I love it. In Americans Abroad News, PSB Sporting Director Ernie Stewart has revealed his intent to keep his trio of American players beyond the season. Speaking to the Seagull Sports Podcast, Stewart revealed that Malik Tillman and Serginia Dest have purchased options in their loan deals with PSV. Stewart said both players are open to staying at PSV and the club is interested in keeping them. Or give it them. Tillman is on a loan to PSV from Bayern Munich, while Dest is on loan from Farza. They are joined by fellow U.S. player Ricardo Pepe, who joined PSV in an $11 million transfer last summer. Charlie moving to PSV. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I know you like this one. Has been great for Dest and Tillman, but if you are them, do you stay at PSV after this season, or should you, or should they aim for a move to a bigger league? 
I think for both players, you stay. Because you're playing, you're playing in Champions League. PSV have shown they can compete. They're in the knockout stages of, of Champions League. So in this case, we have Dest, who's 23, Tillman, who's 21. Dest hasn't had a stable club environment for a while. So if PSV can purchase him from Barcelona, then you do it. You mm. keep him. And you continue to play because that's how you grow. Playing, playing in, in Europe, and you, you feel like you're happy and you're trusted by the manager, 100%. Tillman, same thing. Went to Rangers, proved that he could play in a physical league. I think that helped him. Then he comes to PSV, and he's hit the ground running. So those are two players that I think have really excelled under Peter Bosch at PSV. You're playing Champions League. 100% you stay. And then you throw in Ricardo Pepe, who's making the most of his minutes because yes. he's behind the captain, Luke de Jong, and still making an impact and continuing to grow given that he's playing not as much as he'd like. So I think all three are in the right place. It's been amazing with Ricardo Pepe, the way that he has embraced that kind of super sub mentality a little bit because, I mean, our understanding at the moment is that Flo Balligan is going to be the starting striker for the U.S. I, I don't think any of us see that changing anytime soon unless somebody does feel differently. Unless Please jump in. Both. Unless you play with both. But do we really think that Burhalter is going to make that adjustment? Why, why wouldn't you? I mean, I... They, they, they did against Trinidad and Tobago. But do you so think like that's something that they would... You, you ultimately want to play a team where you can field your best players. 100%. So if you have two strikers who are scoring goals in Europe and mm -hmm. playing, I know Ricardo Pepe probably isn't going to play as much as he'd like, but if he keeps continuing to score, he's going to keep getting more minutes. Did you see enough in that Trinidad and Tobago game to suggest that they have the right chemistry to play together? No, but they also didn't have a full, the full squad. And right? has Flo so. Balogun really had time to develop really strong chemistry with much of anyone quite yet? No, so with I, I, I think, yeah, during, uh, I think what Greg, obviously, Greg Berhalter has to continue to evolve and prove is that he can be tactically flexible. So mm -hmm. in some matches... You need to play with two strikers. In that first leg against Trinidad and Tobago, when they're defending with 11, 20 yards from goal, mm -hmm. then you play with two strikers. They, they had never had the ball, never had possession. All they wanted to do was play to a 0-0 draw. So then you, you, you figure out a way to make those two work. Um, against maybe in England, a Spain, a France, a Brazil, Argentina, maybe you don't play with two strikers and you add a, another midfielder, which we saw in the World Cup against England where the U.S. were the better side. They controlled the game. Had they had one striker who could score a goal, yeah. maybe they, they win the game. Yeah. But, um, you, you know, I, I think what's great about this is you have tactical flexibility because now you have players who are performing, and you have competition in that position. Competition in those uh, position groups is definitely key. And, hey, great news for uh, Tillman and uh, for Dest as well. Playing is the most important, I think, for a lot of these young Americans. We'll talk more Americans abroad later on in the show. But we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're talking some Bundesliga. Stick around. Back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at all of the matches kicking off in the Bundesliga today, all streaming on ESPN+. Werder Bremen taking on RB Leipzig at 12.30 p.m. Eastern. Borussia Dortmund and Mainz at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. And also kicking off at 2.30 is Hoffenheim against Darmstadt. A lot of the teams sitting towards the bottom of the table taking on teams in the top half of the table. So on paper should be... Uh, I don't want to say easy, and I hesitate to say easy, but, you know, should be a, 
a day to, to pick up some points if you're RB Leipzig, uh, if you're Borussia Dortmund, and if you're Hoffenheim. Uh, but let's talk about this RB Leipzig team currently uh, sitting in third place on the season. What has contributed to their success this season? Uh, in the how about Luis Openda? Uh, what a fantastic signing he's been for this RB Leipzig side. Just a player who's constantly on the move, puts himself in good position, scores goals. This is what we saw from him last season with Lance, and, and they lost Fofana as well. Lance would be much better had they kept been able to keep a hold of these two players, but Openda, a Belgian international, uh, someone who is strong, low, low center of gravity, but he's quick. He makes decisive movements in the, in the uh, attacking third, and a player that I really, really am high on. I don't think he gets enough credit. Do you? Do you? No, he definitely doesn't. Um, but he's at the right club right now. You know, mm -hmm. Leipzig always a club that produce a lot of great talent that the bigger clubs do end up going and poaching. But it's credit to Leipzig where they seem to continue to find these players and recruit the right players that fit their system, their Sh culture. Sh Xavi Simons is another player, a young player, Dutch international, who we've seen bounce around massive clubs but really hasn't taken on, taken that next step to well, produce. Well, he, he had that wonderkind, you know, sort of yes. rise, and then it didn't, you know, start to level Barca, off. Barca, then PSG, and you're kind of like, you're wondering, where maybe are you this going? Hype, maybe this isn't real. Seems to be real. Oh, it's real. When he's no, at RB he's Leipzig. quality. No, he is quality. And what I like what about- is it about that team that's maybe been a, a good landing spot for I him think, then? I think the Red Bull style, if you will, Ralph Ball, if you will, I think is something that leads to Xavi's, uh, to success with Xavi's talents. No, someone, he did that at PSV no, no, before but, this move. It, but PSV is a similar style, though. It's someone, you give, you give him an opportunity to be on the ball, he's going to be able to dribble at a defender, he's going to be able to find open spaces, but he's always looking for an attacker. He's always, mm -hmm. and he's not willing, he's willing to make a late run and take a shot when he's in the box. And if you look at Luis Openda, if you look at his heat map, this dude is the entire top half of the, uh, of the, of the uh, pitch, he's wild on. He'll, he's willing to swap spots with anyone. He's willing to go around, go anywhere he needs to. It said their highest XG in, in um, Bundesliga, or I'm sorry, in Leipzig. He's, he's the one who wants to take the shot. He's the one who wants it on his shoulders. And when you look at a striker, that's what you want. Someone who says, mm -hmm. I want that big moment. I want to be the one who takes the shot. Uh, how similar is he to Nkuku, would you say? Uh, who? who? Openda. Openda is more of a striker, whereas Nkuku is more of like a winger slash like... Uh, withdrawn, withdrawn forward. I think Openda plays better off the center back shoulders. I, I think his hold up plays a little bit better, but a little bit better. Whereas, whereas Nkuku will run at you. He, he needs to be playing forward towards goal. Yeah. Would you say that is it because Nkuku is obviously a little bit more old and experienced that he's had to change his game because of obviously the the, the better players going to play with now he's at Chelsea, while Openda is still young, learning, and it's still a lot more direct until the. No, I just, I, just, I just think they're different yeah, players. They're still different yeah. players. Yeah. I mean, remember when he was at Lons, I think it was, uh, what, he had half a, half a goal per match. He had 42 matches, 21 goals. And he was beast in that last season. Incredible. And then RB Leipzig, they lost one of their best players in Danny Olmo with, with yeah. an injury. So had, if we saw when he scored against uh, Manchester City in the, uh, I think he had, what, hat trick? And they're still match? keeping pace with Bayern right now. They're three points behind Bayern Munich, and then, of course, Leverkusen just can't lose, so they're sitting at the top of the table on uh, 39 points. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty cool to see what this uh, Leipzig team has done. Let's talk about another team that's playing today, and that is Dortmund, uh, fifth place, taking on Mainz in 17th. And... Look, we all want to see more uh, Gio Reyna, but I just... We? We, I, um, I think American, well, yeah, sorry, not, not this guy right here. But <laughs> I think all of the uh, 
U.S. men's national team fans are just hoping to see more because we also haven't seen a lot of Gio Reyna with the U.S. national team. He's battled a lot of injuries already in his young career, and now it seems like things at Dortmund are, are just not really working out right now for Gio Reyna. Yeah, come on, PSV, make the call. Um, (laughs) That would be fun. I know that probably won't happen. Uh, you know, instead of make the call, I should have said something. The PSV and But Xavi (laughs) Simons is a perfect example of going to a PSV, the Dutch league, playing European competition, excelling, and then moving to to the Bundesliga. But Uh, he had proven himself, and I think that's what Destin Tillman can do with mm -hmm. another season or two playing at PSV. But at what point does Gio take the responsibility for himself to say, right, I've been here for how many years now, obviously I'm not playing, yeah, I've had injury records, go say, you know what, it's time for me to change. Because there's a point that players do take that responsibility. Well, it, it, say, I need you to but it looks but like when there's he stood some up frust- for himself, he gets, he gets but, uh, and, and you know, that, I think that's the clip you're talking about. So this is Gio Reyna getting into it with Mats Hummels after the uh, PSG Champions League game. And you can see a pretty heated dis- uh, exchange here between the two of them. What's your reaction, you guys, when, when you see these scenes? Because as former, for the former players on the desk, like, this stuff happens, right? It happens, but I see a senior experienced player talking to a young player about the game and educating the game, and this is a World Cup winner there. This, for me, you just can't do that as a young player, as Gio Reyna, especially when you're not playing consecutive, when you're not. You can see the frustration there in how much that's just talking to him to say, look, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I've played the game long enough. I've got the experience. You don't argue back like that, especially out on the pitch. You don't see Jamie Bino-Gittens there trying to be the... The, the block there between the two players and, and a little bit frustrating watching that. And, and I get it because I've been in Giorena's shoes in terms of being frustrated with your playing time. Maybe you're training well. You've, you're proven. You've done well in matches, in big matches. You've scored goals, but you're not getting minutes. He has only 210 minutes, period, in the Bundesliga this season. That's it. So the frustration is why I'm healthy Mm-hmm. Why, am, why am I not getting an opportunity, especially when results haven't gone our way as of late? Right. But Hummels, being the, the personality he is, the experience and the leader, is trying to tell you something, even if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. you got to show the respect. And when you're sitting there being like, no, you're not, you don't have it right. This is what I think should have happened. You didn't do this. Then it just causes more of a rift. Now you have a captain, a senior leader on the team saying, this this kid just doesn't get it. Let me just offer, because uh, I, I completely agree with both of you. I don't think this looks good for Gio. I don't think this bodes well for him at, at BVB. But I do want to just offer just a slight difference of opinion in that there's a fight. There's a, a, a desire to get out on the pitch. There's a, yeah. uh, there's a fire burning within him. Do, so you would it, take that passion over a training. lack of it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, anytime. this ain't the way to do it, but at least he's showing me that he's, it's not getting him down, that he's trying to fight to get back on the you, pitch. You, if, if I could pull some silver lining. Nah, bro, you don't do that. You don't do that on the pitch because you've already got the thing that happened in the whole U.S. international thing with the manager and all mm-hmm. that. So attitude, doing that on the pitch, yeah, on camera, already a big that doesn't look good on optics. <laughs> but you say that, right? You look at some of the young players in the Premier League. Look at Ganacho. Ganacho's all learning this game. Have you seen Ganacho? argue Bruno Fernandes when them senior players get annoyed? All they do is kick, do uh, kick rocks nah. every time something goes wrong. Bruno yeah, Fernandes is the most punchable dude in the game. <laughs> what he's saying is the youth. The youth. Yeah, no, you I, don't you're not wrong. That. No, you're not you wrong. do that. I agree. You I already said I agree do with that Because it doesn't look good with I'm just trying to else. say, like, what can we pull from We're gonna, Okay, but to do go, it in training. To go back to your, to your question, I think Gio Reyna needs a chain of scen- change of scenery, and he needs to go to a place, one step back, 
like a PSV, obviously he's not going to go to PSV, mm -hmm. but a club like that, at that level, who competes in Europe, lower league, gets the minutes, yeah. builds his confidence up, builds his stamina and his health up to prove that he can play a full season. Why would if he, he can PSV? do that... But I don't, I'm missing confidence <laughs> from confidence. what I heard his family and... Confidence yeah, well, has never really been a problem for Gio. Confidence has never been a problem. The sad thing is he is super talented. I like him. But he needs to stop. He needs playing. to play. He needs to play. That's so it. That minutes. Is, I, at this that, point, we all agree. He needs minutes. Yeah, what it comes down to, for day. sure. Match fitness, um, stamina. We will, we will take a break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, we are previewing this week's La Liga action. Stay with us. back. Here's a look at Tuesday's La Liga action. Rayo Vallecano taking on Valencia at 1 p.m. Eastern. Atletico Madrid taking on Getafe at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And Granada against Sevilla also kicking off at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. All streaming on Paramount Plus. And for Sevilla, they've got a new head coach. Piquet Sanchez Plus, Flores uh, will uh, be the manager of the Sevilla side that is struggling and struggling to also find what direction their leadership is going to take them after Alonso uh, was fired. Yeah, Kike Sanchez Flores has lasted, what, maximum two years at a club for the past 10 years? It's I mean, been a bad run. I mean, he was, what, at Hetafe twice. He had a 27% win percentage there. Not great. He was at Watford, 17% percentage uh, wins there. Yeah. Uh, it's not looking great. He was at Shanghai. Shenhua, 20% win percentage. It's just a bad run after was that bad a run money after. move? <laughs> I don't know. You tell that was me. the second time uh, in the East. Um, it's not. It's not look good. Uh, I don't understand why he keeps getting. That's not a, a hire that. Uh, it's just inspired. inspires a lot of confidence. No, but it's, hey, just a all I gotta say is, 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 as low as a threshold as Kike uh, Flores Sanchez has. I would say, man, Jose Luis Mendilibar didn't have a high ceiling either. I mean, what were the expectations with him taking over the club? Yeah. And my man won Sevilla a Europa League title. But uh, this Sevilla side has quality. There, there's no doubt about it. But a manager has to come in and figure out what parts of this team need to be addressed. And mm -hmm. first, I'd say defensively, they need to be organized because that's what all managers have to do to say, okay, let's not concede first. Let's figure out how do we defend as a team, and then we'll, we'll figure out how to get the most out of Ocampos. How do we get the most out of some of our top goal scorers? And, and then I think we'll start to see Sevilla turn the corner. But right now, this is rock bottom for Sevilla. I just look at it as a stabilization hire. It's just to come in and just steady the ship. And like Charlie said, it's 100% right. The first thing you've got to do is address defensively. We don't concede. Like, we might not go out there to, to win football matches right now, but we're definitely not going to lose. We at least minimise, mm. come with a point. The spine isn't too bad. You've got Ramos, you know, one of the most experienced yeah. players, one of the most uh, biggest person. Which is why it's been shocking, football. I think, that the Sevilla team but hasn't done better. You've got Ramos, Rakitic and El Nazari. And that's what it, it's, there's still a lot to address to build around that, but that is not too much of a bad spine. And for me, sometimes as great as he is, he can be a big liability because... Sometimes he plays the game with too much emotion and you'll end up uh, being detrimental to your team for getting sent off or doing something very silly and naive. But um, Rakitic is a top player and El Nazari, 15 games, five goals, zero assists, but he's scoring goals. I think for me, it's just steadying the ship right now. We can't look 
too long-term into mm. this hire. Yeah, well, and they, they don't have Europe to worry about now, so the, the focus maybe can become a little bit easier for them, not having to, to manage other competition, trying to find a Just silver Survive in the there. league at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, the... The going back home for Sergio Ramos is not proven to be all that exciting. Um, it's not proven to be good. But if you're Kike Sanchez Flores, you walk in and you say, okay, how can I lean on him and uh, Rakitic's experience and, and veteran to help lift the rest of this team? Because that's what you're going to need. I mean, this is looking bad right now. Mm -hmm. You make a great point there, you know, because like, you talk about Sergio Ramos going back home. As a manager, as a smart human being, which actually is quite surprising from you, but um, you've got to leave. Compliments <laughs> from Nigel Real yeah. Poker. You might want to get that one tattooed. Jeez, did you try to head that old bulb <laughs> in the commercial? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, seriously, you make a good point. Because Catching strays for no reason. <laughs> you've got to lean on someone who's going to be very influential in that dressing room, and that's Sergio Ramos. Like, that's his club, his city and everything. He is the first person you have to lean on to find a way to get him to work with you, because if you lose him, Forget it. So All he's, he's your assistant manager, essentially. Pretty much he's going to have to be your assistant manager. That's, that's just the influence and power he's going to have because of the history of his career, not just domestically, but internationally as well. He will be the one that will be a big voice in that dressing room. Disappointment all around for the Sevilla team at the moment. The uh, stabilization project begins under a new manager. A team, though, that has uh, been having some fun is uh, Atletico Madrid. They are in action today as well, and they have been really good, especially at home. Perfect home record so far this season. 11 wins, zero draws, zero losses across all competitions. And what's even more impressive is the fact that they've outscored their opponents 30-10 to 10 in those matches, and they're seeking a club record with a win today. They've won each of their last 20 home matches with the last loss coming all the way back in January on the 8th against Barcelona, a 1-0 defeat. What has been the secret to the success for this Atletico Madrid side? Well, this is Alexis's favorite squad. Go on, go ahead. <laughs> favorite Let Alexis cook. Yeah, I love, I love the nice sit back and defend. There <laughs> were moments, high. though. There were moments, look at this, Sean Dyche would be proud. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there were moments in, in this past uh, season where, you know, Atletico Madrid have been abs absolutely cooking. Uh, Antoine Griezmann um, seemingly finding new life. That's uh, the secret sauce. Taking a step back. Memphis Depay is also, he stepped he up. Has, but I mean, somewhere Lino has been also absolutely. Yeah. No, this very is, good for Atletico Madrid. They have the, the opportunity to be fun if no, but the, the biggest catalyst for me is Antonio Griezmann. He literally has just been sensational. He has been the heartbeat. And the, the biggest problem with Atletico has always been that freedom in the final third. You know, we talked about how Felix, why it didn't work out for him and why is he not playing? And we saw him go to Chelsea on loan. It was sensational. Now he's at Barcelona. You and thought he was very well, but he, was, he was good at Chelsea. He, he just didn't score. He was very good at Chelsea. I'm telling you. You thought impactful, sensational, though. It, That's the a bit talent, much. The talent and what he showed... He was. Like, you could but not, not deny enough, it. not enough to buy him. It's a difficult time. He was on loan. Well, I'm, yeah. listen, I'm not going to talk about Chelsea's businesses anyway, business practices. It's not exactly that uh, intelligent. <laughs> but for me, I think that when I look at this Atletico squad right now, I'm starting to see the old great squads under Simeone. They're scoring goals. They're not great away from home at the moment. That could easily be changed. As long but as they're, they're playing at home, goals, they're fine. <laughs> they're scoring goals and they look very solid and organized defensively and well-organized. And for me, Griezmann, for me, is the key factor in that. You watch him in operating in that, that kind of free role, number 10, he's defending and also getting up there and scoring goals. He's been the biggest main catalyst in why they're playing so well. Yeah, you better defend if you play for Simeone. 
do Yeah, it. you got to. Yeah. The reflection of the manager you're playing for. All of you, yeah. I think they only do headers in training. <laughs> Do you think that they're going to use the uh, leather ball? Okay, let's leave Nigel's ball alone. Leave Nigel's ball alone. All right, Atlético Madrid taking on Atafe today, 3.30 uh, p.m. Eastern. We also have a side for a quick break. When we come back, we are talking some Carabao Cup here on Morning Footy. Don't go anywhere.